wonder if you've thrown in the towel on prayer, on believing God for something in your life, something that he has put into your heart that says, I'm going to do this, and you need to keep believing me. Fragile faith doesn't have to stay fragile. You don't have to live a Christian life like this. God wants to do something in your heart and mind. But here's what you got to do. You got to take a step of faith. He can heal every scar. The Lord doesn't want our trust in Him to be weak. He wants us to have a strong and vibrant faith. Do you want that? Well, if you don't know, you'll learn the answer to that question today on From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve. It's clear the Bible teaches that we're supposed to walk by faith. Faith in the Almighty God of the universe, and not by our own sight and perceptions and desires. But God knows that, well, we often have a fragile faith. In fact, we always do to some extent. We have a faith that can revert to me, me, me desires in a split second, and the always clamoring I gotta haves that can shatter our faith walk, or the big you're not gonna tell me what to do disease that kills a testimony. What do we do when our faith is so fragile? The message today will explain. It's called When Your Faith is Fragile, from Pastor Jeff's series, The Walk. Open your Bible to Mark chapter 9, as Pastor Jeff helps you navigate your faith when your faith is fragile. Jesus had taken Peter and James and John up to the mountain of transfiguration, and he peeled back the flesh of his humanity, and he let those three guys see his glory. But they come back from the mountaintop experience and they come down and they run smack dab into fragile faith. Mark 9, verse 14. And when they came back to the disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and some scribes arguing with them. And immediately when the entire crowd saw him, they were amazed and began running up to greet him. And he asked them, what are you discussing with them? And one of the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought you my son possessed with a spirit which makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it dashes him to the ground and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and stiffens out. He has an epileptic seizure. And I told your disciples to cast it out and they could not do it. In Luke's gospel, he said he begged the disciples to cast it out and they could not do it. And Jesus answered them and said, oh, unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit threw him into a convulsion. And falling to the ground, he began rolling about and foaming at the mouth. And he asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And it has often thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything... Take pity on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father cried out and began saying, I do believe, help my unbelief. That's fragile faith. That's that eggshell kind of faith. I do believe, but help my unbelief because I'm so fragile, Lord. 
I got hit. You know, I came to the disciples and I was so uh, excited about them he, uh, casting out the demon and healing my son, but nothing happened. And so now I'm wondering, I, I do believe, but help my unbelief. I love that verse and I love that father's response because it's so honest. This story it's an interesting story because it's got fragile faith on two levels. It's got the fragile faith of the father and the fragile faith of the disciples, the nine. Peter, James, and John were with Jesus, so they weren't included in the fragile faith here in this story. But fragile faith on two levels. So let's look and see what we can observe from this story. Three insights I want to share with you concerning fragile faith. Insight number one, fragile faith often comes from great disappointments. When you experience great disappointments in life, your faith can easily get fragile. Look at verse 17 and verse 18. And one of the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought you my son possessed with a spirit which makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it dashes him to the ground and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and stiffens out. And I told your disciples, I begged your disciples to cast it out and they could not do it. This man was experiencing such tremendous disappointment. Now, I think that, that most of us can relate to this guy and he is such a great picture of what happens to us when we experience great disappointment. And many of you here today, you're facing heartbreaking circumstances. Not only do you have heartbreaking circumstances, but you don't know why this stuff is happening to you. You know, we ask that question. That's our favorite question to ask. Why? Why God? And 99.9% .9 of the time, God doesn't say why. He doesn't tell us why. And so we get frustrated. And then what did this man do? He did what many of us do in his time of grief and and heartbrokenness and, and great problem, he comes to the disciples. He comes to church, so to speak. That's where we would put it in, in our vernacular. He comes to church and the church has no power to help him in his need. He comes to the disciples and the disciples received him and prayed for him and nothing, nothing. Now, the scripture makes it clear, Mark chapter six, that the Lord had given them authority over unclean spirits and they had cast out unclean spirits. But now with this guy, with this situation, with this boy, no power. They couldn't cast it out. And so he has his heartbreaking circumstances and he doesn't know why. Hey, fragile faith often comes from great disappointments. Insight number two, fragile faith needs to look beyond fragile disciples. Verse 19, when the man told Jesus that I came to the disciples and they, they couldn't help me, I asked them, I begged them to cast it out and they could not do it. Verse 19, it says, and he answered them and said, oh, unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. Now that was a pretty, that's a scathing rebuke upon his disciples, upon the nine. You guys have fragile faith. And because the disciples had fragile faith, they weren't able to do what the Lord wanted them to do. And this man, well, he really had fragile faith and he wasn't able to see beyond his difficulty. If you can do anything, Lord, help us, help us if you can. And 
Jesus seized on that statement. If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, I want you to mark it down and get it deep into your heart. The Lord is able to handle your problems, whatever your problems might be. Jeremiah 32, 27. The Lord says this, one of my favorite verses in the Old Testament. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? Well, the obvious answer is no. And Jeremiah makes that clear when he says, ah, Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth by your outstretched hand and by your power. Nothing is too difficult for you. But not only is the Lord able to handle your problems, the Lord is willing to handle your problems. Time out, because this is what messes a lot of us up. You say, why do we have such a fragile faith? It's because I don't understand what God is doing. If he is able, and I believe that he is, and he is willing, and I kind of believe that one, that one's sometimes harder. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I don't know if God is willing. Sometimes I struggle with that. I know he has all power to work in this situation, that situation, and the other situation, but sometimes I don't know, uh, Lord, are you willing to do this? Here is the struggle. God is able and he is willing, and Jeff needs to remember that God is willing, but the Lord is working through your problems. He's working through your problem. I'm, I'm taking like a master artist like Michelangelo would do and take a chisel and a hammer and start hammering and chiseling that block of marble. As he looked at one block of marble one day, he said to some friends, there is an angel in that marble and I'm going to set it free. And God does the same to you and me. And he says, I need to work in this situation. Brother Yun is a Chinese Christian, dynamic Christian. And he spent a good deal of his time in China in prison for his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he writes these words. He says, the first time I went to prison, I struggled wondering why God had allowed it. Slowly, I began to understand he had a deeper purpose for me than just working for him. He wanted to know me and I to know him deeply and intimately. He knew the best way to get my attention for a while was to give me rest behind bars. Whenever I hear a church, a house church Christian has been imprisoned for Christ in China, I don't advise people to pray for his or her release unless the Lord clearly reveals we should pray that way. Before a chicken is hatched, it is vital that it be kept in the warm protection of its shell for 21 days. If you take the chick out of that environment one day too early, it will die. Similarly, ducks need to remain confined in their shell for 28 days before they are hatched. If you take a duck out in 27 days, it will die. There is always a purpose behind why God allows his children to go to prison. Perhaps it's so they can witness to other prisoners, or perhaps God wants to develop more character in their lives. But if we use our own efforts to get them out of prison earlier than God intended, we can thwart his plans. And the believers may come out not fully formed as God wanted them to be. What a great word. God is doing something deeper 
We just look at things on the surface and we want God to zap this problem and zap that problem and zap this other problem. And God says, you're missing it. I want to do something deeper within you. Am I able? Yes. Am I willing? Yes. Am I working behind the scenes in your heart and in this situation? Yes. And that's what you need to see. Hey, fragile faith, it often comes from great disappointments. And fragile faith needs to look past fragile disciples. Listen, every single one of us have feet of clay. None is perfect except the Lord. That's why he said, bring him here to me, to me. And we need to look past the weak disciples, the fragile disciples to the Lord. And then insight number three, fragile faith needs to learn an important lesson. Well, what happened in this story? The man says to Jesus, I do believe, help my unbelief. He was so honest about his fragile faith. Verse 25, and when Jesus saw that a crowd was rapidly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and do not enter him again. And after crying out and throwing him into terrible convulsions, it came out and the boy became so much like a corpse that most of them said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and raised him and he got up. And then shifting gears to this story, let's see what Matthew has to say as he closes out this story. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it shall move, and nothing shall be impossible to you. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Very, very interesting. See, we have the, the fragile faith of the man, the dad, and then we have the fragile faith of the disciples. And the disciples' fragile faith, they didn't understand it. They said, Lord, I don't understand it. You've given us power. Why could we not cast out the demon? We had been casting out demons, but then we hit this demon. Why could we not cast it out? And he said, well, it's because of the littleness of your faith. And then he compares their faith to a mustard seed. Now, this was really puzzling me because I thought, okay, a mustard seed, it was the smallest seed that they knew. We have a picture of a mustard seed just to give you an idea of how small that is. It was the smallest seed that any of those people in that day knew about. And so Jesus said, you couldn't cast out the demon because of the littleness of your faith. So if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, now you could look at that one of two ways. Either their faith was smaller than that, which is, man, you were getting really, really small. You got to go under a microscope to see their faith. Or there was a deeper meaning to the mustard seed faith. See, the thing about a mustard seed, it's small, but when it's planted, it grows, and it grows larger than any of the garden plants, and it can get 8, 10, 12 feet. It becomes almost like a tree. It's this big, big bush, and Jesus said the birds of the, the air can lodge in its branches. That's the mustard seed. It starts out small, but it doesn't stay small. What's the thing about mustard seed faith? Mustard seed faith is faith that grows. It's not faith that stays small. It's faith that grows strong and grows tall and is able to withstand because it is strong. It's not constantly fragile. And these guys, 
Jesus said, if you had had faith like that, you could say to this mountain, be moved, and it would obey you. Now, I don't think he's talking about a physical mountain. I think he's talking about obstacles in our lives. And if we had faith that was growing in the Lord, that we would see that any obstacle the devil puts in our path, and this was an obstacle from the devil, no doubt, because this little boy was demon-possessed. Any obstacle the devil puts in our path, by faith, we're able to move that obstacle. If we have faith like a mustard seed that is growing into a strong tree. And then Jesus connects it all back to prayer. But this kind does not come out except by prayer. And Matthew adds with fasting, by prayer and fasting. Fasting is a turbocharger to your prayer life. Fasting saying, I'm going to deny my physical so that I can focus in on the spiritual. And it gives power to the spiritual. Here's the thing. These guys, very, very interesting. These guys had been given a gift from the Lord, authority from the Lord to cast out demons. But when they hit this demon, they couldn't do it. Why? Well, reading between the lines, it's because they weren't praying. They weren't praying. They had this gift, but they couldn't access the gift. They couldn't access the power because they weren't connected to the power source, which is God. And the way you connect to the power source is through prayer. Now you mark it down. Prayer is the avenue to strong faith. Prayer is the avenue to strong faith. You want to be a person of strong faith? You got to pray. You got to pray. Why? Because prayer connects you to God. And God is the source of your strength. And so if I'm not praying very much, I'm not connected to God very much. And I don't care what gift you have, if you're not connecting to God on a regular basis through prayer, that gift is going to lack power. Now, God has gifted me in the area of sharing his word. But I can't rest in that. Well, I just have this gift. I'm just going to rest in this gift. No, I have to constantly come before the Lord because the only way that my preaching has power is if God blesses, if the Holy Spirit of God takes the truth of what I'm saying and imparts it to your heart. And that comes from me spending time with the Lord and praying. What is going to help you grow to become a person of faith? Prayer and the Word of God. You can't get away from those two things. They're critical. It's like air. You're not going to be able to live without air. And prayer and the word of God, are that's our air to connect with God. And, and when we pray, we talk to God. And when we read God's word, he talks to us. Those two things are critical. Prayer is the avenue to strong faith. And it's the evidence of strong faith. It's the evidence of strong faith. When you meet somebody that has strong faith, you find them praying. And just because they get knocked or they get jostled or they get blown on or they get the heat turned up, they don't quit praying. They don't quit trusting. They don't quit praising. They continue to trust God. They say with Job, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Have some of you quit on your prayers because it hadn't happened yet? You know, what exactly took place with the disciples? The, the, the father came with his son and he's cruelly demon possessed. Please pray for my son. And so they prayed, maybe uh, Philip and Thomas, and they got together with the others and they prayed and uh, Lord cast out this demon. Nothing happened. Mm, let's try harder. You pray this time, Thomas. Thomas, Lord, we ask you to, to remove this demon from this guy and nothing happened. And maybe they prayed one more time and they said, uh, James, the less you pray, uh, I, we're really 
scraping the bottom of the barrel when we call on James the less, you know, there's not a lot in the Bible about that disciple. But anyway, so he prays, nothing, and they just conclude. Now we don't, we don't, no, we're not able to do it. I mean, we prayed three times and it didn't happen, so we're just done. We couldn't do anything. Hey, the scribes that were there were mocking them and arguing with them and scoffing at them because they were powerless. The Lord did not receive glory in their fragile faith, but they didn't keep praying. I wonder if you've thrown in the towel on prayer, on believing God for something in your life, something that he has put into your heart that says, I'm going to do this, and you need to keep believing me. Fragile faith doesn't have to stay fragile. You don't have to live a Christian life like this. God wants to do something in your heart and mind, that mustard seed that grows up into a strong, strong plant, taller than all the others, stronger than all the others. But here's what you got to do. You got to take a step of faith. Listen, there are going to be millions and millions and millions of people who are going to stand before the Lord at the great white throne judgment and hear these horrible words, depart from me, I never knew you. And you say, well, Lord, my name was on the church roll. Well, whoop-de-doo. Doesn't mean anything. Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Have you really given your heart and life to Jesus Christ and received him as Savior and Lord? Some of you need to make that decision today to receive Christ and put your puny little hand of faith into his great big hand of grace and he will save you. Listen, prayer is the avenue to strong faith and prayer is the evidence of strong faith and God honors his people when they trust in him. If Jesus genuinely is the Lord and Savior of your life, God sees you through the righteousness of his Son and doesn't see you through the eyes of your sin. He sees you as a fragile child who needs him, who loves him, and who relies on him in the fragile times. If you've been listening and you know that you've never surrendered your heart and life to him by repentance and faith, then he is calling on you to do that just now. It's a step you need to make to find real joy peace, purpose, and a plan for your life that is fulfilling and that helps you bring glory to God. We invite you to go to FromHisHeart.org and click the Why Jesus tab to help you walk through those steps toward faith in Him and find some free resources there to help you in your Christian walk. Again, go to the Why Jesus tab at FromHisHeart.org. Today's message was entitled, When Your Faith is Fragile. It's from Pastor Jeff's series, The Walk. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5-7, We walk by faith, not by sight. What does that mean? Well, it means that the only way to please God in our walk with Him is to exercise that faith by having Him present with us in all situations, decisions, and actions. In Pastor Jeff's series called The Walk, he gives practical biblical encouragement to each of us to take God at His Word and to step out on His promises, regardless of the circumstances in which we find ourselves. This powerful and inspiring series is available when you click the Listen tab at FromHisHeart.org. You can get this series on a USB flash drive, digital download, CDs, or DVDs, your choice. And when you make a gift of any amount to From His Heart this month, We'd like to say thank you by sending you the practical and purposeful series for new believers and old ones alike called 
the next step. Just make that gift when you go online to fromhisheart.org or simply call 866-40-BIBLE. 866-40-BIBLE. It's our thanks for your support this month to From His Heart. Thank you for joining us today on From His Heart. I'm Larry Nobles, and I trust that you'll be right back here next time for the next empowering lesson from Pastor Jeff's series, The Walk. Join us then when again we'll open up God's Word and share real truth, real love, and real hope from His heart. From His Heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve, speaking the truth in love to a lost and a hurting world. Remember, no matter what, God loves you, and He has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more at fromhisheart.org.